What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Atlantis podcast. I am your boy, Justin Miller. And um, as always, I want to take this time to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to the podcast thus far. Those times, those who have taken the time to make me a part of your life, a part of your routine, those who have taken the time to take the things that I've been talking about and implement them into your life, taking the things that maybe me and some guests have talked about in the past and implementing those things into your life. So I want to take the time to say thank you to each and every person that has done that. Also, I would like to tell you guys, as always, throw this plug in there, that we do have shirts and we do have wristbands for sale right now. DM uh, Legends of Athletics on any social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or if you have no social media, you can uh, email us at legendsofathletics19 and we will be sure to process your order and get that to you right away. We also, for those who have questions about shipping, we also do ship as well so that is not a problem if you would like for us to ship it to you there may be uh an extra cost of course to, to cover the shipping price and um we'll go from there um also guys make sure you follow us on, on show, social media uh that way whenever we put questions out there for you guys such as hey what are some things that you would like to hear on the show things like that you can give us some positive feedbacks and some great feedback also, if it's not so positive, we appreciate that as well. Don't forget at the end of this podcast to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and leave us a good rating. If that rating is is good, then we'll be good. And if you felt like if you felt like the show sucked or that it was missing content or it could have been a little bit better, then leave that as well and leave a rating that correlates with that as well. So, with all of that being said, we will get right into our show for today so what i like what i would like to talk to you guys about is something that came up to me it was a great conversation i was having with a coach and i was having this conversation i said you know what that would be a great topic to put out there into the podcast because i think a lot of people have this question and don't nobody really has uh, a legitimate answer to the question that question that, that you that i'm referring to is what are good technique uh tips for squatting uh my squat form how can i improve on my squat form how can i improve on you know my approach to squatting how can i improve the weight that i'm squatting this that and the other so some common myths out there is that um for one that um squatting heavy loads at an early age or intense weight lifting at an early age will make you shorter false um, it will increase your bone density, but that doesn't directly correlate to you being shorter. In order for that to happen, like you had to be squatting some great loads, and I'm talking about like huge. Um, the other thing is, sorry guys, I'm got all kinds of stuff going on, but the other thing is that <clears throat> when you squat, you should go 90 degrees and not not anything past that. Again, false. Uh, the deeper you get in the squat, the better it is. Uh, the more muscles you work, the the more muscle groups you work, um, and everything like that. Um, whenever you kind of go ninety, you kind of kill some of the effects of squatting. And there there are some squat techniques that require going ninety and above. There are some that require you know going even above ninety and and going from there. It just depends on what technique we're using. But we're talking about the conventional functional squat is what we're what we're referring to. So for that, we would like to get the most 
depth that we can possible. A lot of people have this question. How do I gain depth in my squat? How can I improve my depth? Well, you can improve your depth by simply improving your mobility. Mobility correlates directly with the depth. The more mobile you are, the more depth you will be able to gain with strength and form. So with the mobility, we're talking about the ankle flexion, knee flexion, hips, those three components because that was that is what allows us to squat. Now also we also have to think about our hip our hip alignment, our hip groove, how are our are our hips made? Everybody's hips are different. And so with me, I'm more of a narrow uh, narrow width, uh, about feet, about a little bit outside of shoulder width, shoulder width, a little bit outside. And that's a comfort for me as far as squatting. I can squat with the wide stance, but that's not, it's, it's, it's in my comfort zone because I've worked on it over the years, but it's not necessarily something that I work out with all the time, right? So how do I find the perfect hip alignment? Now, a lot of coaches of course, off the top, say keep your toes at 45 degrees. That is a good general rule of thumb for about 90 to 95% of the general population looking to squat. I always go with that as well. I do not deviate from that a whole lot. But one thing you can do if you want to know exactly where you need to place your toes is the next time we get under the rack, squeeze your butt cheeks together as much as you can. And like rest on your heels, squeeze your cheeks together and let your toes point where they may. And when your toes point out, that will give you the perfect angle that your feet should be placed at when squatting. Now, we're talking about like if you if you lack uh, ankle flexion, what you will see when you squat is that you will go down the toe. You will lean over on your toes. The heels will lift up off the ground. And that will show you that your ankles are not as flexible as they should be. You're not as mobile in that as you should be. When you squat, your heels, you should drive through your heels, actually, and be able to sit back in that squat. Not saying you sit back to the point you fall backwards, but you sit back in that squat and you drive through your heels in order to get back up. Uh, the same thing with the hips, okay? If that You're not going to see too many times. We skip the knee because not too many times you're going to see where a person has bad knee flexion unless that person has like some serious knee issues going on. So we skip on up to the hips. Like with the hips, the thing that you can look at to know if you have tight hips or you need to work on your hips within the squat is that whenever you squat, you get to a certain point, probably about 90 degrees, 100, 120, somewhere in there. And at that point, you begin to bend at the hips and you finish the squat basically looking like you're doing a rap video, a rap music video. Like one of you, like you want to dance girls in there, you going head down and your butt is rising up and that ain't what we want. And so <clears throat> how can you work on some of those things? Of course, with the hip, with the ankle flexion, what we can do, of course, we can do some stretches, simple stretches, such as, you know, putting your foot on the wall allowing that Achilles to stretch, not stretching to the point where it's very uncomfortable, but stretching it to the point where it's uncomfortable enough that you can tolerate. Hold it for 10 seconds, 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, release, relax it for 10 to 12, come back 10 to 12, so on and so forth, On both, with both ankles. With the hips, 
One of the stretches that I love to do and that helped me with squatting is the wall stretch. Now, how do you execute this wall stretch, right? So what I would do or how you would do it is you would lay on your back next to a wall. And so you would place your feet on the wall, uh, place your feet at a, at what you would label or deem your comfortable squat position. So remember we talked about squeezing the butt together and then finding the groove of do I like to be a narrow stand squatter or do I like to be a wide stand squatter, uh, just depending on what, what you're comfortable with. And that takes time to find that comfort zone. And so you would do that, lay on your back, of course, in your comfort zone, your, your power groove set of the squat, and then you will push, place your feet on the wall. And what you do is simple. This is a simple thing that helps helps with your hips. You will just keep sliding and working your way to that wall, keeping your feet on the wall until your butt touches the wall and you can sit there for about 10 to 20 seconds, relax, and then go back into it and sit there another 10 to 20 seconds. That's one of the best hip flexion exercises I can tell you in order to help you execute a good squat. So with that, okay, now we got now that we've addressed the mobility of it, and squat is we've I was talking about this in the previous episodes. The squat is the one of it's the most not one of it's the most functional movement that you can do because we use it in our everyday lives. And it's one of those movements that we we do as children subcut without thinking about it and the older we get the the less we use it we lose it like that's with any skill if you don't use it you lose it uh prime example before we come back to the execution of the squat if a person doesn't sprint for 10 years of their life and they ain't sprinted since high school you will see an awkward sprint form whenever they come back to running and nine times out of ten get an injury because that skill has not been practiced and because it hasn't been practiced it hasn't been mastered and because it hasn't been mastered then they will uh underuse certain mechanics overuse other mechanics and therefore cause themselves an, an injury and it's rare that a person gets injured just off doing the right thing so keep that in mind with the skills if we don't use it we lose it so now we come back because I don't want to take your time all day with the squat. I, I, I'm giving you a lot of information. I'm giving it to you fast, but um, I don't want to take all day giving it to you. So, with, and if you need to take notes or anything like that, just go back in the podcast and listen to it over and over and over and over and over and over again until you get it. And with the squat, so now we're down to the execution, right? So how do we execute a good squat, right? All right, so with that, we need to make sure we have good core strength, so the good core strength is going like good to great core strength because that's going to prevent us from bending over, uh, causing that low back to come into play, causing us to to slip a disc later because we we bending that back and we kind of got like the the dog that's taking a crap in the front yard type look. We don't want that. You want to have a nice even back. I don't want to say flat back because flat back to me is is a very confusing term. But you want to have a nice strong core good and tight uh going into that squat and able to handle the weight because if you can't handle that weight in your core you technically not squatting you're just doing a heavy good morning and that is working your hamstrings more than your quads glutes hams low back the calves everything the squat just brings all of this into one thing that's why i love the squat it just brings all of that into play and it, it works with your calves too it's a radiating type thing and we're gonna talk about radiating uh, muscle groups, like how we work muscle groups outside of like what we're directly going to, because the 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 central nervous system just radiates and it, it just it, it it gets like the neurons stuff like that get to firing and it just it goes everywhere. But anyway, so we're going back to this. So we want to make sure we got a good strong core, so we able to, to stay stay tight within the squat. 
And another thing about the core is whenever we're squatting and we put the squat belt on, a good thing about wearing a squat belt is it help. not only does it help you stabilize your core and help pr protect your back, but it also helps you squat more because you can use it uh, with that pressure, that internal pressure buildup. You can press against that belt with your internal, uh, with your core, and it allows you to stabilize even more. So when you go down, you're pressing out with your stomach, mm, holding it, and then we come up, blowing out, and blowing up as you ascend. And so descending, hold, hold, hold. Uh, building up that pressure and as, as we go out up as we go up we're blowing out as we ascend okay and so that's where the core comes into play and we got to make sure we have a good strong core so we need to do uh good core movements you know such as the uh v-ups and toe touches stuff stuff like that but we also need to make sure we add in weighted movements like weighted sit-ups weighted uh uh russian twists and things like that to build a nice strong and sturdy core and also deadlifts as well helps that as well without having to weight directly on your back. That's the, in, in that pulling action. But in the squat, we're going with the pushing action. So making sure that you got a strong core is the first thing, right? And so when we go down into the squat, we want to allow our knees to go out with our toes. So when we descend into the squat, the knees are going to go out at 45 degrees with the toes. And so... A lot of people go down and you'll see them go down knees going straight down with them you when you do that you're making the exercise quad dominant we want to use everything so we want those knees to go out like they naturally gonna go that way anyway and go out with the toes not not knees over the toes but knees just behind the toes and go down and now we're gonna get ready to talk about the us the ascend the the, the coming up of the squat so we go down knees down whatever and we're building up that pressure and so we go down and so as we come up we're breathing out staying strong though and this breathe you can't just breathe it all out and in the bottom it's got to be in rhythm and on time and so you breathe out as you come up now it's not gonna be that smooth when you got weight on your back I understand but we don't want to look like a kid or look like an adult about to drown in the swimming pool at the birthday party as we come up. We don't want to have all of all that because you're throwing everything off. So you want to be smooth and in rhythm. And so as we ascend, of course, we're going to breathe in time and on time. And we're also going to press the knees in. So when we're going down, we're pressing knees outward at 45 degrees. When we come in, we're pressing the knees in and letting those quads and those hamstrings engage. Let those quads engage. <clears throat> And come on up and then once we get to about the top of the squat we're gonna pr push press the hips through i like to use the word press my cue word when guys are squatting when i have guys squatting is press i don't like to use push because push in your brain tells you to just push and get the weight up press i'm telling you i want you to consciously press the hips through the hole so it's kind of like a thrust action when you finish the squat. So when you come up, thrust, let those glutes fire up, squeeze, and then go back down into it. It's all in motion. With squat, I know a lot of guys want to be 600, 700, 800 pound squatters. That's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. Even with squatting, squatting will make athletes faster. It will make you reach your body and fitness goals quicker and have a more toned body. 
Squatting is one of the few exercises that you can use that actually affects the whole body when you do it. Shoulders, biceps, try everything because there's so much radiation going on. It affects everything. And so it, it, to be able to execute this to the best of your abilities and to perfection at some point allows you to get so many benefits you never thought possible. The, a great fat burn, a great muscle muscular development all in one because the squat does that for you. So let's go through this thing mentally again, right? So we approach the bar. First of all, when you approach the bar, there's two things. You can be a low bar squatter and you can be a high bar squatter. A high bar squatter is somebody that rests the bar high on the trap. So darn near the, the back of your neck is, is where you at with the bar. And you, your high bar squat is you're definitely going to have less weight than a low bar squat. Low bar squat is your rest of the bar across your lower traps or the mid level of the traps and on the posterior deltoids of your, your your shoulders. And so you're holding the bar at a lower uh, a lower position, uh, which is where I like to squat it. And a lot of people like to squat there because it's just more comfortable. A lot Also, with your hands, uh, some coaches teach the hands tight. You can go with them tight. You can go with them loose. Some guys like to touch the actual, like the, 40, the actual bar. And they go with the spreaded eagle look, like you just let your arms relax out as far as possible. Some guys like to keep it tight. That way it takes some of the weight off the shoulders and the back. It all depends on what you, what you again, that's a comfort level thing. To me, as as long as like coaching, it's been comfort level. I'm not telling everybody like to, to squat exactly like me because squatting is not robotic. It's, it's really built towards whatever you're comfortable with. Some days I go in the gym, I'm comfortable touching the weights and just being, you know, having my arms real wide and just going down, coming up. That feels comfortable. Some, a lot of times I'm comfortable with my hands being not super tight, but comfortably just resting outside my shoulders. I'm holding the weight, controlling and doing what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? And like when I'm doing my powerlifting training or when I was doing powerlifting training, um, I kept the bar. I did high bar squats because it improved my low bar a whole lot because if I could get that weight gain with the high bar, the low bar was just, whenever I came back to it, it was just a matter of getting the comfort zone and then executing. And so with the squat, like we're going to work on, like when you approach the bar, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm saying like in a regular form in your workout, you know, not saying in competition mode because that's a whole different thing. But when you approach the bar, you know, you approach the bar comfortably before you unrack the weight Make sure the bar is is resting centered on your back. And so if you get the bar off the rack and you see one size a little heavier than the other, like unless you're strong and you can handle the weight and just shift it, like just kind of like do some little mini jumps and shift the weight on either side of your back, just re-rack it. Re-rack the weight and find a middle point, come back off the rack. Make sure the safety bars are set. The safety bar should be set just below your hip. So that way when you come down, the safety bars are good in a good position to catch that bar before it goes too low and you ain't got to kill yourself trying to get from up under it, you know, but it shouldn't be so high that you can't complete a full squat without touching the safety bars. That's nothing. And when you, if you do fail, fall forward and get your hands off the bar, do not put your hands on the safety rail, but t put your hand, take your hands off the bar, fall forward. Because if you got a spotter, they're going to be pissed or very, very upset if you fall backwards and that weight come with it. And that's probably going to be an injury on them more than yourself nine times out of ten. 
But when you approach the bar, understand that squats are, are, are not the most fun for a lot of people. It's not the easy exercise. It's not the easiest exercise. And you're going to have to work each and every rep. Do not get under that bar and do 10 sets of 15 with 135 pounds on that. If you know that you could do 225 at least or 315 because you're not getting any better. Especially, especially not my athletes. Because our goal is to get better each and every time. So make sure you approach the bar you have a good mindset, a healthy mindset. When you go into leg day, take that pre-workout if you need it. Get that energy drink if you need it. Get that coffee if you need it, espresso, whatever. And go on, go in there and go in attack mode. So we unrack that weight, right? We got to center. We, we come off good and tight. Make sure you keep that core tight the whole time. Don't relax. Once that bar, come off the, once that bar comes off the rack, do not relax with it. Stay tight. Stay tight. Keep that core tense. Keep that core real strong. And so we're going to go down, bam, knees out, butt down, butt to the grass, come up, squeeze, pushing the hips through, pressing the hips through the hole. And that's one. I'm going to go down, press the knees out, come up, press the knees in, pressing the hips through the hole. That's two. And you're going to continue doing that for having me to reps, whatever you're your rep and set range is for the day. You go, that's what you're gonna do, and so that those are my tips on how to how to execute the squat. <coughs> Excuse me, and that not only goes for men but for women as well. Because women, if you want a nice developed backside, nice developed legs, nice development in your lower half, the squat is essential. Like you can do the donkey kicks, the mule kicks. You can do you know the lunges and stuff like that, but all of those are sub sub areas of the squat because you you not you, you can't get the same benefit like you getting a, a a half if you're not doing the squat from everything else. But if you do the squats and then you do everything else, oh my god, it's gonna it's gonna put you in another on another level in another stratosphere. And so women, uh, even men, what I would start off with if you've never done a squat before. Start on the Smith machine because you can rest on it, rest like and drive backwards, get some good quad development, good glute development, things like that. And it's a lower risk of killing yourself um, or hurting you, severely hurting yourself um, if you've never done the squat before. But if you, you know, if you're looking to go into it, I would say start with the the bare bar first no weight on it at all and work your way up the more you get comfortable and even when you're warming up athletes the same like that's one thing i learned when i was in powerlifting training is warming up with the bar it gets the central nervous system fired up that cns and so it also gets you in the right mindset of what it is you're going to be doing that day that day so that you can execute it to the very best of your ability and keep working up get, until you get to your working set you don't necessarily have to have like for so many years i had i was going to gym 135 for whatever i was doing do five to eight reps and i would say i was warm and i truly really was not warm but whenever you have your leg day make sure you go in there with the right mentality and if you are one of those people like me and you don't really take a lot of pre-workout you don't really take a lot of you know do a lot of uh, caffeinated stuff uh, one thing, and this, I'm gonna throw this plug in there for free. Now they ain't paying me; they ain't no paid sponsor, so I ain't finna just keep, you know, putting them out there like that. But Bang Energy Drink, 
um, it's not necessarily an energy drink, but Bang is a great drink um, for those who are, you know, into fitness and don't want an energy energy drink that gives you a crash or takes you gives you a lot of sugar, takes you up real high and then drops you down real low. Bang has uh, super creatine. Uh, is is and it has uh, BCAs, of course, your breast chain amino acids, um, and a few other things in it. And you know, it's, it's the its promises to give you better brain power and uh, body fuel, and you know, make you more focused and stuff like that. But uh, from my standpoint, from a guy that doesn't drink energy drinks, it's very good as far as giving you sustained energy and not giving you that crash. And it also tastes very good. They got many great flavors. I hadn't had a flavor yet that I did not like. And I also do not have a flavor that is my favorite. I like them all. And so, Bang Energy Drink, potent brain and body fuel. If you get a chance, you can go to Walmart, pick that up, um, or what have you. They're like, I'm going to be honest, I'm in Mississippi, so I don't know the price everywhere, but um, about a dollar ninety-eight or about $2 a piece um, for a 16-ounce can. And so, um, yeah, go pick that up if you have a chance. But guys, take these tips and put them into your your uh, your routine of put them into your routine of of of, of squatting and doing your lower half exercises and and all of that and and make sure you work on your form because form is everything. It's not about the weight. The weight will come, but if you work on your form and perfect the form, the weight will come extremely fast and you will not plateau as fast and you will stay injury free for a lot longer so make sure you add these things to your regimen make sure that you uh go check us out on all social media platforms remember to like rate comment and subscribe to the legends of athletics podcast the legends of athletics youtube and instagram facebook twitter and email us sometimes man let me know what y'all thinking man let me know what's going on out there and make sure that i know that you listening and also, we're going to have some good stuff for y'all. We're going to have some giveaways and things like that. So <clears throat> make sure that you are tuning into the podcast. Make sure you tune into YouTube. Make sure you tune into Instagram. Make sure you follow us on everything. Buy 50 shirts, buy 50 wristbands, buy 50 everything. And as always, make sure that you're getting 1% better each and every day. And in everything you do, do the thing that you need to do. Do not take the shortcut and be legendary until next time y'all stay safe and i'll talk to you later